Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. This episode is sponsored by Party Like a Saint. PartyLikeASaint.com Supplying saint-themed party decorations for birthdays, First Holy Communion, feast days, and more. Over 25 different saints, including St. Padre Pio. Saints Alive listeners can get a discount of $12 off a purchase of $40 or more. Go to www.partylikeasaint.com slash saintsalive and subscribe to the email list for your discount. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $2 to $30 a month with some fun perks to go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Today, we will hear the story of St. Padre Pio, he was born in the year 1887 in Piacicina, Italy, and lived to be 81 years old. His life is shrouded in mysticism and supernatural gifts from the Holy Spirit, but he also suffered greatly and remained humble through it all. He is one of the most well-known saints because of the countless miracles that have been attributed to him. Today, we will hear his story and how one miracle in particular changed one man's life forever. Grandpa! <laughs> Darling! I'm so happy you came to pick me up. I wouldn't miss it for the world. How was your day? It was alright. Much better now that you're here. Just alright? Well... It's my friends. They got me thinking about God. That's a good thing to think about. What's the trouble then? Most of them don't believe in God. And they told me that miracles don't exist in real life. Hmm. I feel sorry for them. Why would you feel sorry for them? I'm angry. Don't be. You had to love them and help them see the miracles all around us. And, as it so happens, Mary... I didn't always believe myself. What do you mean? It took a miracle for God to open my eyes. You saw a miracle? Well, I would say I met a miracle. 
Grandpa, what are you talking about? I was young, fearless, and angry. World War II was ravaging Europe, and I had lost more friends than I could count, seeing more suffering than I thought was possible. I was stationed in Italy, and we just received word that there were German munitions in San Giovanni Rotondo. It was up to us to take them down. But each time we sent one of our men to bomb their munitions, he failed. I knew it was time to take matters into my own hands. Hey, Spiggy, where are you going? What do you think you're doing? I'm carrying out the mission none of your incompetent men have been able to. Under whose orders? Mine. You can thank me later, General. These Germans won't see the light of day. Hey, wait! It's coming! You sure you're up for this? Well, I'm your co-pilot, ain't I? Let's take them down! <laughs> Glad you decided to join. Yeah, seems like this one's two-person job. Two good pilots done failed. They're all just chicken. They get close to the action and turn the other way. Well, third time's a charm. You bet it is. All right, Duke. Looks like we're coming in on the target. I'm going left and then straight in to drop them a nice package. Copy that. Uh, hey, you see that? What? What, we got company? I guess you could say that. What in the... Duke! Duke, are you seeing this? I think it's some sort of smoke signal. That ain't no smoke signal. That's an old man in the sky! We gotta get out of here! Duke, it's not real, it's just... Oh my word. And that's when I saw him. A monk floating in the sky just in front of our plane, motioning for me to turn around. And something came over me. I knew this was real. I dropped the bomb in an empty field outside the city and hightailed it back to the camp. the sky told us to. Spiky, can you explain what happened up there? I'm... I'm sorry, General, but Duke's telling the truth, I swear. I've had enough. Both of you are sleep-deprived and seeing things. Get to the recovery tent. You need rest. I'm not seeing things. I know what I saw. To the tent! That's an order. Come on, Spig. Maybe it's best just to drop it. But I knew then that it was a miracle. Then I would find this man and my life would never be the same.
Um, Grandpa? Hmm? You cannot just leave me hanging like that. I've got to know about this man. It's a long story. Well, then we'll need sustenance. There's an ice cream place around the corner. The eight-year-old's calling the shots? Okay, then. Let's go get some ice cream. What will it be for you two? I'll have a scoop of vanilla and a scoop of chocolate with some walnuts and coconut. And I'll have a hot fudge sundae, extra ripped cream, please. You got it. Now, Grandpa, about that miracle man. Yes, well, he brought my soul back to God. He was a very holy man, and his name was Padre Pio. Padre? It means father in Italian. And Spanish. <laughs> right. Well, he was a great priest. He was my miracle. But like every priest, he was a boy first. He was born with the name Francesco Forgione, but his family called him Franci for short. He was poor and lived in a small farming town in Italy called Pietrecina. Franci, walk faster. We'll never get to the fields at this rate. Where have you been? I know, I'm sorry. But I was stopped by the lady under the elm tree. What lady? We didn't pass anyone. You didn't You didn't see her? The one in the beautiful blue dress? You're just being humble. She visits every day. Francie, you're a strange boy. I wish I had your imagination. Come along, we're late. You see, Francie experienced many heavenly visitations from Our Lady, and even his guardian angel. When he was just a boy, he told his parents that he wanted to be a priest. They knew this was God's will, but the cost of the education required to enter the seminary was more than he could afford. So his father traveled all the way to America to work and send home money. Francie studied with a local tutor and grew in his knowledge and love of God. Ah, good afternoon. Do come in. Finish the essay you assigned. Already? Well then, let's hear it. If you were king, how would you rule your monarchy? Oh, if I were king, I would try to make a name for myself, be always fighting for the path of true Christianity. My motto would be don't do unto others that which you would not want them to do to you. That's wonderful. My, my, you certainly have the will to follow Christ. I'm glad you came by because there's something I've been meaning to mention. Yes? Well, the truth is, I think God has great things in store for you. But I must warn you that when people truly lead holy lives, the evil one tries to find ways of discouraging them. Do you understand? I understand. I'm always on guard for Christ. Don't worry. Just as his tutor had warned, his goodness attracted the attention of the enemy. There's a storm on the way. We have to go home. I'll be right behind you. I just have to pick up my things. Bronzy. Hello? Who's there? Never you mind who I am. Our lady has come to visit you. Yes, the Blessed Mother has come to visit me. You must be very special for her to come from so far away. Heaven is not far. 
We have just to lift our hearts to God and we can speak to heaven. I'm not special. I'm sure many people see Our Lady every day. And what does she tell you? She reminds me to love God and, and offer little things to him out of love. <laughs> how innocent you are and how little you know. What can this Lord of yours offer you? What has he done for your parents? Are they not still poor? Are you not stuck in this little town in the middle of nowhere? Your Lord can give you nothing but what he received. A crown of thorns and a cross of pain. I can give you experiences of what you can only dream. I only want what the Lord wills. My patience is wearing thin. Give me your hand and you will see what true power is. No, my hope is in the Lord. It is by his wounds that we are healed. He is my happiness. He will always be my joy. We will not rest until you are in our fold. You will be ours. Oh, Lord Jesus, deliver me. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is in thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy emptiness. You were being attacked by a vicious dog. What happened? Luigi, thank goodness you've come. I'm all right now, but let's keep this between you and I. I wouldn't want anyone to worry. So you see, he received heavenly apparitions that prepared him for the life of sacrifice he would lead. But the visitations he received weren't only from heaven. He was given a great responsibility from a young age. Time went by, and on January 6, 1903, Francie's hard work paid off, and he was accepted into the monastery and given the name Brother Pio. In 1910, he was ordained a priest and became Padre Pio. He loved his vocation, but his seemingly ordinary life remained extraordinary. He suffered from very mysterious illnesses, and when he was still a young priest, he became so ill that the monastery sent him home to recover. It was in Petrocina, when he was praying under the elm tree, that something extraordinary happened. Lord Jesus, your goodness is without measure. You have purchased my life by your suffering. I want to suffer with you for the good of souls, to make reparation for the wickedness of men. I want to be with you in your passion. I want to live your passion, to console you, to love you more deeply. Too. Ah! Oh, my hands! My feet! Lord, what are these wounds? Is this what you felt, Jesus? I will endure this for you, but please remove these marks. Let the pain remain. Take these wounds away. I will become a spectacle to my brothers, to everyone. So, he had the invisible wounds of Jesus? Yes, he had the stigmata. God let the bleeding disappear, but the pain remained. Wait, so did the wounds ever appear again? Yes, he continued to suffer in secret, 
and offered it all for the good of souls. The only person he confided in was his spiritual director. One day, after receiving communion, he knelt to pray in thanksgiving before the crucifix. Stay with me, Lord, because I am weak and I need your strength that I may not fall so often. Stay with me, Lord, for you are my life, and without you I am without fervor. Stay with me, Lord, for you are my light, and without you I am in darkness. Stay with me, Lord, to show me your will. <sighs> Let the Lord's will be mine. Pio, Pio, what are you doing on the ground? Is... Is all that blood? Someone, call for the abbot! Brother, I'm not sure what happened. It's okay, just stay still. The abbot's coming. Here he is. Everyone give him room! Peel, what's the matter? What happened here? There's blood everywhere! Father, I, I, I'm alright. It's just... Peel, stay still. Keep your energy. Give me your hands. Could it be? These look like the wounds of Christ. So the wounds have finally come. Help him to his feet. Bring him to his cell to rest and we'll bandage his wounds. Word spread quickly about Padre Pio's stigmata. Speculation and rumors circled the city. He was examined by doctors and scientists, but no one had an explanation. But there was one doctor in particular who was certain he could find a logical explanation. Doctor, it's wonderful to see you again. It's been some time since you saw Padre Pio immediately following his episode. He's been very weak, but seems to be recovering. I'm certain I can get to the bottom of this. After all this time with no treatment, his wounds will surely be infected. He assured us he was fine. <laughs> I'll be the one to determine that. Now, before I begin, I want you to know I am not a religious man. To be honest, this whole affair is a bunch of nonsense. It seems to me that Pio should be committed to a psychiatric ward rather than a monastery. Padre Pio is many things, but I can assure you, crazy is not one of them. Please, come this way. Pio, the doctor is here to evaluate you. You've come back to poke and prod. How do you feel? Well, it feels as though there are nails in my hands and feet, and a lance in my side. Spoken just like a priest. Let's begin by taking your temperature. Put this thermometer under your tongue. There you go. Goodness, there must be something wrong with that thermometer. Here, I have another one. Padre, this has never happened before. Are you breaking my thermometers on purpose? I have one more. Let me watch it closer. Put it under your tongue. How is that possible? 118 degrees. What's wrong? What 118 degrees is impossible. I, I've, I've seen people with 109 degree temperatures, but that was a close prelude to death. Should we be concerned? I should think so. Well, let's continue the evaluation. I see you've covered up your hands with gloves. Why? 
I wear them out of obedience to the Pope and his bishop. My wounds have created too much sensation. May I see your hands? If you must. This is incredible. How have you been treating these wounds? They're still bleeding, but there is no infection, no inflammation in the surrounding tissues. And what is that smell? You smell it too. Roses. Yes. That is what many of our monks and visitors have said, that his wounds smell like roses. None of this makes sense. All of this is so... very unusual. I will have to give this more thought. Doctor, let us lead Padre Pio to his prayers. Ah, uh, yes. So very unusual. Well, what do you think? I must admit, I am perplexed. He covers his hands with ordinary wool gloves or with unsterile bandages from the cupboard, yet they do not fester, they do not present any complications, nor do they heal. I can't classify this clinically. Doctor, is it a possibility that we have come to the limit of science? I'm not ready to give up. With your permission, I will be back with other doctors. I'll get to the bottom of this. what this was another miracle <laughs> you're catching on you two all set yes i'll take the check thank you my ice cream might be gone but i am not done with the story i know we're just getting to the good part So now you can understand why Padre Pio was a man of many miracles. He was a saint with unshakable faith and immense suffering. Through it all, he remained humble and lived his life pointing back to Christ. What are ways that you can live with humility? Maybe it's in recognizing God's goodness in your own life. Where do you see God working in you? Where can you let him work on you more? Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners and need your help to keep this going. Please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. A special thanks to our new patrons who are donating $5 a month and up these are families and individuals who donate to help us to continue Saints Alive. The Ingebretson family, Margaret, Anastasia, Bernadette, and Paul, the Langrabe family, and Maria, Colette, and Samuel, the Nader family, 
Mary and Veronica Brophy, the St. Hilaire family, Samantha Stahl and her children, Lucas, Sylvia, and Simon, and Luke, Claire, Vincent, and Amy Chandler. Make sure to tune into part two of Padre Pio's story, premiering next Monday, September 19th.